Let's go, let's go, Okay, we are on Tess Amud Bays, learning Lili Nishmas, Imi Morasi, Nechabas Chaim Zedel, and for the Kadoshim of Arachinu Kolbeis Yisrael, who has, her lives have been taken since October 7th. And also, we are learning Bezachus, our Chayalim, that they should be victorious speedily in our days to eradicate the evil of Hamas from our midst. We have just been learning about a very famous Gemara, a very famous story about the Septuagint, this story of Talmi HaMelech, where he got 72 Zakenim to be in different rooms and to write Sifrei Torah in Yevanis. Now, this supports the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda that said only a Sefer Torah can be written in Yevanis, unlike Rabbi Shimon Gamliel, who says that all Sfarim, meaning uh, Torah, Nevim, and Kinsuvim can be written in Yevanis. Rabbi Yehuda says just the Sefer Torah. Based on this story, we saw, I think, 12 discrepancies or differences that these 72 Tanaim, these 72 Zakanim in unison, without even knowing, they all changed specific words. And the last thing we did, which we kind of ran over, was how they changed the name of Arnevet, which is, of course, one of the unkosher animals, to Tsiiras Haraglaim, someone, an animal that has short legs, because Talmi HaMelech's wife, what, her name was Arnevet, and they, they kind of knew that this would lead to Talmi thinking that the Amisrael is making fun of and teasing the king and his wife, which clearly the last example that was given in the Gemara is different than everything else because it won't necessarily lead to a uh, apicorsus, some type of uh, d- denying of, uh, of the Torah or leading people to think that there's more than one God and also wouldn't lead to in any which way disrespecting our leaders such as Moshe Rabbeinu. This is something a little different, but it's amazing when you think about it, the uh, really Ruach HaKodesh in a way, that they all are mechavin together uh, to change the, the exact same wording. Okay. Let's continue. We're up to the two dots, around six lines down on Tessam and Beis. It says, Rabbi Shimon Gamliel Omer, we're just quoting the Mishnah, that So, of course, this is in comparison to the Tanakhama that says that all Svarim can be written in all languages. Rabbi Shimon Gamliel, at the end of the Mishnah, says, even Svarim, the only type of language that was permitted was to write in Yevanis. So Amar Rabbi Avahu, Amar Rabbi Yochan, Rabbi Avahu said the name Rabbi Yochan, and Halacha, Rabbi Shimon Gamliel. The Halacha does follow Rabbi Shimon Gamliel, and the only language you can write a Sefer Torah in other than Lashon uh, HaKodesh is Yevanis. The Amar Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Yochanan said, my time under Rabbi Shimon Ben Gamliel. What was the reason for Rabbi Shimon Ben Gamliel? Why does he choose Yevanis over any other type of language? Because Amar Krat says, in Bereshis Tes Chaf Zayin, this is in Parshas Noach, it says, Yaft Elokim Layefet Ve'yishkom Ba'alei Shem. Great or, or making a big, large Hashem has given to Yefet that will dwell in the tents of shame, meaning Devar of Shel Yefes, the words of Yefes, and Yefes, one of the children of Yefes is Yavan, Yavanis, Yiyub Ale Shem. It should be in the tents of shame, and shame, of course, we are the descendants of shame, that is Am Yisrael. So you see that the word of Yefes will be in the tents, that based on, based on uh, Knesses, based on Medrash of shame. So now the Gemara asks, though, why not say, if we're saying the word Yafel Kimle Yefet, 
right? Yefet was one of the children of Noah. Yefet has many children. Two of his children's names are Gomer Umagog. And then he has other children, and one of them is Yavan. So why choose Yavan and not the other children? Why don't we take their language? Why don't we use their language that we can say can be written in a Sefer Torah? It's still, they're still the children of Yefes. So Amr Abichiyah says, This is the reason why specifically we chose Yavan of all the children of Yefes. As it writes, Yaft Elokim Yefes. What does that mean? Like the beauty shall Yefes. It's the beauty of Yefes. They will be in the tents of shame. Now, the 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 Yaf Yuso, the um, Yofi of Yefes that is expressed by Yavan. There's a certain beauty to Yavan and its language and its uh, its script. So that's why it was allowed in the tense of shame. Okay, we're up to the Mishnah. Another Ein Bain. Ein Bain Koin Mashuach Bashemen Hamishcha Lemeruba Begadim Okay, so the only difference one will have that we have between the Kohen, which was anointed by the uh, anoint, anointment oil, the anointed oil, and the Kohen who was appointed to be Kohen Gadol through wearing the extra vestments, the eight garments of clothing, and not just the four that a Kohen Hedyot would wear. The difference is, what, how, how did this come to be a difference between how a Kohen Gadol was appointed? Because in, during the first Beis HaMikdash, or at least a certain point in the first Beis HaMikdash, the real way that they would anoint the Kohen Gadol is through this ceremony of the oil. Whereas by the second Beis HaMikdash, we didn't have this special oil anymore. And therefore, and even it happened really later, even in the first base of English, we stopped having this special anointed oil. And therefore, the only way we can determine the Kohen Gadol becoming the Kohen Gadol was through him wearing the extra clothing. So the only difference between the two is the par haba al kol mitzvos. There was a certain bull that the Kohen Gadol would bring by all the mitzvos, meaning that if a Kohen Gadol would, would paskin, he would um, determine a certain halacha, which he was mistaken, and it was an incorrect halacha, and yet he would follow through with his psak, with his authority of uh, of um, halachic decisions. And then, of course, he would realize that it was the wrong thing to do. So for atonement, he would have to bring this par, this certain ox, this certain bull that was brought. Now, only the coin that was anointed with the oil would bring that type of um, sacrifice to... Uh, to gain atonement. The one who has Merubah Begadim would not bring that. And then the other example in the Mishnah, or the other case in the Mishnah, is Ein Bein Kohen Mishamesh Lekohen Sha'avar Ela Pariyom HaKippurim Ba'asiri Sa'ifa. There's another example where you have two Kohanim, the Kohen that's Mishamesh, the Kohen that serves, and the Kohen Sha'avar, the, the past Kohen. So this would happen generally like on a Yom Kippur or any other time where if, let's say, some type of defect or blemish or something happened to the present Kohen Gadol, you would have to put someone in his place. And then when the when the original Kohen Gadol would get better, he would then come back to his post. And then you have the Kohen Sha'avar, was a Kohen that was passed over, meaning he served, but now he's not the Kohen Gadol anymore because the original Kohen Gadol is healthy and is able to serve. So th- what the difference between the two is the Par Yom HaKippurim and the Asiris Ha'ifa. Only the one that is serving at that time brings the Par Yom HaKippurim. And, and that was only brought Yom Kippur, the special bull offering for Yom Kippur. 
and the Asir Sa'ifa. There was a daily service that was brought, daily avoda of Asir Sa'ifa, a tenth of this Aifa flower as part of the Mincha. Okay, so only one of them would bring it, the one who is serving at that time. Okay, so now let's go into the Gemara, commenting on that first case, the idea of Kohen Meshuach Bashemen versus Meshuach Bashemen HaMishcha versus Lemeruba Begadim. So Hala Inyan, so regarding Par Yom Kippur Vasir Sa'ifa, Zev Zeshavin, regarding the bull that's brought Yom Kippur and the tenth of the Eifa, that flower offering, they're both equal, meaning the Kohen Gadol that was anointed but with the oil versus the Kohen Gadol that was appointed through having the eight vestments, and that was the that was the point where he becomes Kohen Gadol. They're both equal in that, of course, when Yom Kippur comes, they're going to bring the special par, and also they're going to bring daily the Asir Sa'ifa. There's no difference between the two Kohane Gadolim. And then Masnisin Delok Rabbi Meir. So the Gemara says, our mission is not like the opinion of Rabbi Meir. Why not? Because if it was following the opinion of Rabbi Meir, that which we was taught in Ebrisa, it says, Meruba begadim, maybe parhaba akolamitzos. Divi Rabbi Meir. So Rabbi Meir says that even the Kohen who was appointed Kohen Gadol through Meruba begadim, they also bring the parhaba akolamitzos. They also bring that bull offering when the Kohen makes a mistake in halacha and acts upon his psak, which was wrong. He has to bring that offering. So Rabbi Meir says, even the Meruba begadim brings. Whereas the Chachamim Omrim Enu maybe the Chachamim they say he does not bring the par habal kol mitzvos and clearly our Mishnah did state that that was the major difference between the Kohen Gadol Meshuach Bashem and Hamishcha versus Lemeruba Begadim the Mishnah said Meruba Begadim does not bring the par habal kol mitzvos so Rabbi Meir so we see that our Mishnah is not like Rabbi Meir so now my time under Rabbi Meir. What was the reason for Rabbi Meir? Why does Rabbi Meir say that even the Kohen that's Meruba Begadim, that he also brings the Parhaba al Kolha Mitzvos, Titania, as it was taught in Abraisa, quoting the Pasuk in Vayikra, Dalid, Gimel, where it says Mashiach, okay? It talks about the anointed Kohen Gadol. Ainli Ella Mashuach Bashem. And I would only think that it's referring to the one that was anointed through the, with the oil, Bashem and Hamishcha, with the oil, the anointed oil. However, Meruba Gadiminaim, where do I know that also the one who w- became the Kohen Gadol through wearing the extra clothing, Minaim, where do I know that? Tamalomer comes to teach us the Pasuk as well, an extra hey, Ha Mashiach, the anointed one, which is including even a Kohen that was quote unquote anointed through wearing the eight vestments and not just the four. So then we ask, Bamai Ukimna Delokrabi Meir. So now the Gemara gets back to just trying to understand why are we not establishing our Mishnah like Rabbi Meir? Uh, now clearly we know why because he says different than our Reisha in our Mishnah. However, Ema Seifa, but it says in the second part of the Mishnah, Ein right? The second part of our Mishnah said the only difference between a Kohen who is serving at the time and the Kohen who has been passed over, who has been taken away from his post because the initial Kohen was healed and now he can serve again. We said the only difference is the Pariyomakipurim and the Asiri Saifa. So now, but all other items of service of the Kohen Gadol both can do. They're both equal regarding that. Even the Kohen Sha'avar can kind of come back and do certain avodas as the Kohen Gadol. So the truth is, the Seifa, the Gemara says, also Rabbi Meir, it actually does follow the opinion of Rabbi Meir at the time as it was taught in Abraisa. If, let's say, it happens that there is a psul, there's an invalidation that comes upon the Kohen Gadol, 
Uminu Kohen Achar, we uh, we appoint another Kohen, a Tachtav, in his place. Rishon Chozel Avodaso. So now the first one who had the Psul, but now is healed from his invalidation, he's Chozel Avodaso. He goes back to now be the true Kohen Gadol who serves all the time. And then Shani, and then the second Kohen Gadol who has been passed off of his post, Kol Mitzvah Kahuna Gadol Alav. All the mitzvahs of the Kohen Gadol is actually upon him. Divir Rabbi Meir. These are the words of Rabbi Meir. However, Rabbi Yossi, Omer Rabbi Yossi says, Rishon Chozel Avodaso. The first one goes back to his post as the Kohen Gadol. And the Shani, Eno Ra'i, Lola Kohen Gadol, Lola Kohen Hedod. And he says, Rabbi Yossi says, the second one, the one that was filling in for the time being and now is not the Kohen serving Kohen Gadol anymore. Rabbi Yossi says, he's not fit either for the, being a Kohen Gadol or for a Kohen Hedod. Wow, he's not fit for any of the two. Now, what do we see from here? We see clearly that our Mishnah follows, the safe of our Mishnah follows Rabbi Meir, not Rabbi Yossi, because our, our Mishnah does imply that there's only two things that the Kohen Shavar can't do, but everything else of the Kohen Gadol he can do. That's like Rabbi Meir. So before we continue with the Gemara, just to, to note, we see that our Rasha doesn't seem to follow Rabbi Meir, whereas our Seifa does seem to follow Rabbi Meir. So now the Gemara says, V'amr Rabbi Yossi, just to strengthen what Rabbi Yossi said, Maisa, so Rabbi Yossi says, it, it actually happened, there was a story, but Rabbi Yosef ben Ulam, Mitzipori of Rabbi Yosef ben Ulam from Tzipori, that there happened to be this invalidation that that came upon the Kohen Gadol, Uminuhu Tachtov, and they appointed somebody else in his place, Uva Maise Lifne Chachamim, and this whole story came in front of the Chachamim, Va'amru, and they said, Rishon so the first one has to go back, goes back to his post as Kohen Gadol. Shani, however, the second one who filled in for the time being, Enu Roy Lola Kohen Gadol, Lola Kohen Hediot. But the second one is not fit either for the Kohen Gadol or for the Kohen Hediot. That does sound, that story does sound exactly like Rabbi Yossi's opinion. So now, why not both? Kohen Gadol, Mishum Eva. Why can't you go back to the Kohen Gadol or be on the same level as Kohen Gadol? Because it's going to cause hatred. There's going to be jealousy there. This guy's still serving as the Kohen Gadol when the first guy was off of, off his post because he was puzzled for a little bit. So it's going to cause problems between the Kohen Gadol. And then Kohen Hedil, why can't he serve as a Kohen Hedil, as a regular Kohen? Mishum, because of Mali Makodesh Veloma Ridin. Because we go up in Kedusha, not down. For him to now, once he was... Once he served as a Kohen Gadol for even a small amount, so for him to go down now to Kohen Hedio, that's Moridim B'Kedusha, right? We're Malim B'Kedusha V'lo Moridin, just like Beis Hillel when it comes to lighting the Hanukkah candles. We're Malim B'Kedusha V'lo Moridin, so too here. We don't let the guy, we don't let the Kohen Gadol now serve as a Kohen Hedio. Okay, so that was an explanation of Rabbi Yossi's opinion, but we see here, Reisha Rabbanon V'Sefer Rabbi Meir. The Gemara asks, right? So now is is the Reisha of our Mishnah following the Rabbanon and not Rabbi Meir, and then the Sefer is going to follow Rabbi Meir? So Amar Rav Chista, Rav Chista says, in, yes, Reisha Rabbanon Vesefa Rabbi Meir. He says, it's very simple. The Reisha follows the Rabbanon, Seif was Rabbi Meir. Okay, and then Rabbi Yosef, Omer Rabbi Yosef says, Rabbi He, the truth is our Mishnah is Rabbi, Rabbi Huda Hanasi, Nasiv La Aliba the Tanai. And the truth is, his formulation of the, Mish, of the Mishnah, he takes different teachings and he establishes it as Tanai, as like, kind of like the Machlokas Tanayim. It's two se- separate Tanayim, but Rabbi Yehuda Hanasi understood that the Mishnah, that Halachas of the Reisha would follow the Rabbanon and the Seif would follow Rabbi Meir, and that's how he wrote it. Whereas Rabbi Yosef, so what's the difference between Rabbi Chista and Rabbi Yosef? Rabbi Chista seems to be saying that, oh yes, our, Mish, our Mishnah, one is like the Rabbanon, one is like Rabbi Meir, whereas Rabbi Yosef is kind of saying there's like a third way of understanding it. A third opinion had how, how Rabbi Yehuda Anasi understood it, where, you know, granted, the, the Rasha follows the Rabbanon, Seifa follows Rabbi Meir, but it's kind of like this third approach. 
So they're kind of not the same thing that Rav Chist and Rav Yosef are saying. Okay, up to the next Mishnah. Guess what? Another Ein Bain. Ein Bain Bama Gedayla Labama Ketana El Psachim. Okay, so now we're talking about a time where the Mishkan was either, as Rashi points out, it was in two locations. This is before we settled in Yerushalayim. The Mishkan was found in Nov and Givon. And there were certain periods. You had in Shiloh, Nov, and Givon. And when it was in Nov and Givon, there was this Bama Gedola, which was a big altar, which was clearly by the Mishkan. And then at the, simultaneously also there was Bama Ketanot. There was, during the, when the Mishkan was in Nov and Givon, you were able to have your own little altar in your backyard, let's say. So the Mishnah says there's no difference between the Bama Gedola and Bama Ketan except for Psach, except for the carbon Pesach, meaning you could bring, it sounds like you could bring any type of carbon to either, but the only one you could only bring to the Bama Gedola in Nov and Givon would be the, the carbon Pesach. You can't bring that in your backyard to your own Bama. And Zahaklal, this is the rule. Kol shehu nidar v'nidev karev bebama. So this is the rule. Anything which is a vow offering or a voluntary offering, you're allowed to bring it on a bama, on a small altar. And then, and anything which is not a vow offering or a voluntary offering, rather it's more of like an obligatory offering, then you're not allowed to bring it on a bama katana. That would have to be brought on the bama gadola in the mishkan in either um, Nov and give own. Okay, so the Gemara says, Psachim Atulo. Wait, the Gemara, the Mishnah said that the only difference is the carbon Pesach. So the Gemara says, Psachim, only Psachim Atulo, but there's no other difference. So you can, and, and you even looking at the Mishnah, the Mishnah said that it's only Nidav and Nidav that you bring on the Bama Katana, but anything that's not neither of a neither, you have to bring on Bama Gadola. So it seems like there should be more than just Psachim. Mean, there's, there there's other obligatory carbonos, especially for the community that would have to be brought. So how do we understand this? The Gemara says, Ema, rather you should say, Ke'em Psachim, anything that's like Psachim. Anything that's like Psachim. So what does that mean? So Mani, who is our Mishnah? Rabbi Shimon, he. It is the opinion of Rabbi Shimon. Detanya, as I was taught in a Bryce, Rabbi Shimon, Omer, Rabbi Shimon says, Af Tzibur, even the community, Lohi Krivu, they don't bring Ella except Psachim, the carbon Pesach the, the Kehila would bring to the Bama Gadola, the Chovos, an oblig, uh, obligatory carbonos, Shekavu Lahemzman, which has a set time, such as obligatory carbonos that you bring on holidays or on the Tumid offering. Aval Chovos, Shekavu Lahemzman, when it comes to obligatory um, sacrifices, carbonos, of the seaboard that do not have a set time. And Rashi points out what type of carbonos are they. So he says, such as a parhalm davar v'seir, v'seiri It's like the ox that's brought when a certain halacha is forgotten um, and it's taught to the tzibor and they, and they have the wrong psak and they do the wrong thing. So you have to bring a, a bull offering for that. And seiri avodazara, if God forbid avodazara was done, then they have to bring a certain goat offering so those don't have a set time. It's just when these things happen, you have to bring them. So it sounds like from Rabbi Shimon, he says, You wouldn't bring the carbon, since it has no set time, you wouldn't bring it to either the Bama Gedola of the Mishkan in Nov and Givon or the Bama Katana in one's backyard. Okay, so our mission definitely follows Rabbi Shimon um, in regards to things that are like Psachim in that 
how is it like Pesachim? It has a set time to be brought. Now, the Rabbanon, who argue with Rabbi Shimon, they would say that you can treat, the, you can bring those Chavos She'en Hemzman, She'en Kavula Hemzman, you could bring them in Nova and Givon in the Bamagadola at that time. Okay, but our Mishnah follows Rabbi Shimon. Okay, Mas Nisin, another Mishnah. This, I think, is the last Mishnah of the Ein Bains. So let's see. Ein Bain Shiloh Yerushalayim. There's no difference between Shiloh, which is really the, the first place that the Mishkan settled, and, um, and Yerushalayim, which was where the base of English ultimately was built. So what's the difference? Ella Shibashila Ochlin Kudshim Kalim Umaiser Shani Bhulharoa. The difference is like this. In Shiloh, where the Mishkan was, you're allowed to eat Kudshim Kalim, a, a lesser level of Kedusha of the Karbanos, and Maiser Shani, right? The Maiser Shani, which people bring the tithe that they bring to Yerushalayim, or at least in this case to the Mishkan. In those by Shiloh, you're allowed to eat them Bhulharoa. You can eat Kachim Kalim and Maiser Shani as long as you can see the Mishkan wherever you are around Shiloh. However, Yerushalayim, when it comes to Yerushalayim, Lifnim Min HaChoma, in Yerushalayim, it has to be within the wall of Yerushalayim. Even though you're outside the wall and you can still see the base of Mingdash, that's not good enough. You have to eat Kachim Kalim and Maiser Shani within the walls of Yerushalayim. That is the difference. And then, Bakan Bakan, so this is interesting. I think this is the first of all the Mishnahs that within the Mishnah, it actually brings a similarity between the two. Up until now, we've been waiting until the Gemara to tell us how they are equal, but the Mishnah always really just quoted their discrepancy. But here it says, Vakan Vakan, here and here, both by Shiloh and by Yerushalayim, Kadshe Kadashim Ne'echalin Lifnimin Hakilaim. The Kadshe Kadashim, the more strict level of Kedusha Karbanos, they are eaten within the kilaim, within the curtains or the walls, the curtains of the um, of the Mishkan or of the Migdash. And then it says, Kedusha Shiloh, now we're on Yud Alman Aleph, Yesh Acharei Heter, Kedusha Sirushalayim in Acharei Heter. Now once again, a difference between the two, which the mission doesn't quote as a difference, as an Ein Bain, but it does, it, there is a difference here. The Kedusha of Shiloh, once it uh, once Shiloh was destroyed, was in ruins, there is a heter, a permissibility to then have individuals still use their own Bama Kitana, right? The interim between Shiloh and Yerushalayim, they were able to bring their own Bamot or have their own Bamot. Whereas the Kedusha Yerushalayim, but once we had the Beis Hamidash and the, Yerush- the Kedusha Yerushalayim was intact, then even after its destruction, there is, even after the destruction, there is no permissibility for one to have their own Bama in their backyard. At that point forward, the Kedusha was always designated for Yerushalayim and nowhere else. Okay, so just to start off the Gemara, we have here, Amar Rav Yitzchak, Rav Yitzchak said, Shamati, I heard, I heard that they were bringing carbonos in the house of Chonav in our times. So what's going on here? First of all, who is Chonav? Chonav is the son of Shimon HaTzadik. Shimon HaTzadik was the last of the Anshek and Zagadola. Chonav was in Mitzrayim at this time, and it's understood that he built this house of worship 
Now, one, there's a machlokas, one says it's for Avodah one says, though it was L'Shem Shemayim, and he had a Mizbeach, and it seems like he was bringing Karbanos. So we have from this, Kesavar, this sounds like it, like like he held that that base chon of lav base avodah zara. He the first and foremost what Rabbi Yitzchak was hearing was that base chon of was not a house of avodah zara. It was rather l'shem shemaim was to Hashem. And the other thing is that the kasavar they also held that kedusha rishona that the first kedusha of Yerushalayim it's a kitsha l'shaisa it's a kedusha for just the time being below kitsha lavo and it's not considered a kedusha for uh, etern- for eternity, meaning there was a shelf life to its kedusha once the once the base of English was destroyed. The kedusha was not designated only for Yerushalayim, but rather it left, and therefore, technically, based on base Chonov, he assumed that oh, you could have kedusha elsewhere, and that's why you can build your Obama Ketana or your own mizbeach and bring karbonos in. Now, clearly, that's against what our Mishnah said, because our Mishnah said that with Yerushalayim. Even the Kedusha, even though after Yerushalayim was destroyed, still the Kedusha is still there, and there was no heter to build any type of Bama Kitana. Okay, so based off of that, we will first see what they darshaned out to get to that conclusion, but we'll do that next episode. We'll stop here. Yashir Koach.